Yo, it's the one and only uh, Murphy Lee. You know what I'm talking about? We the same lunatics. And you're listening to the Midwest Mixtapes podcast going down. You see. It's a Midwest Welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast live from the Barn Studio. You got the mocks here with DJ. DJ, what's up, my man? What's up, people? Call me Swerve, too. What's up? Glad to have you out here. What's up, Swerve? We got a couple special guests online right now. We have Murphy Lee and Kiwan from the St. Lunatics. Fellas, how are we? We good, man. What's up? We're doing well. Hey, we're excited. You're going to be playing the Whiskey and Pig Music Festival, three-day festival in Maplewood, Missouri at Shafley Bottle Works, Friday, July 28th. We can't wait to be there, and we're excited to see you guys. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, definitely. Not only are we excited for the pig and whiskey, but we're a little more excited because we get to you know share the stage with Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was going to be my next question. I know you, I've seen interviews where you guys mentioned them as, uh, you know, an influence to you guys and uh, hugely influential with 90s rap and 2000s rap. Yeah. Have you shared the stage with them before? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, a lot of times. And um, this one's special because it's in St. Louis. And I was going to ask that, too. Yeah, like it, it probably makes it that much special being in the hometown and having a big figure like Bone Thugs in there, too. So uh, it'll be a great day for the city for sure. Definitely. Midwest stuff going on. Anybody that's from this area, that area, we're a little bit more south right now, but you know how you kind of traveling or whatever, and somebody asks where you're from. St. Louis is like miles and miles in each direction. Mm-hmm. But that's the throne. Definitely Midwest thing, but we love it, man. It's what makes us so unique, too. And you guys represented St. Louis in such a way that was so meaningful back then. I always kind of talk about, you know, we talked to Chingy several months ago, and we talked about people that are in St. Louis kind of remember the time where it wasn't really even a cool thing to be from St. Louis. And what I think you guys did, especially like the mid to late 90s with how the Rams, you know, was greatest show on turf and the Cardinals and the Lunatics and Nelly and Jaquan and Chingy, you guys made it cool to be from St. Louis and it was a sense of pride for us. I know. We felt that way because we heard a lot of um, going out of town at the beginning. We heard a lot of like, where is St. Louis at? Like they thought we was in Mississippi and it was all weird. But that's why we said, what you think we live on a farm? <laughs> that's where they came from, because everybody did not know where St. Louis was for real. And I like that song, Midwest Swing, because you guys really get that point across of, like, you know, uh, even when we leave St. Louis, we're going to be known, and people are going to be asking, like, hey, where y'all from? You know, because y'all carry that Midwest Swing. So I feel like y'all repped that and what St. Louis stands for in a great way. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Appreciate that. When you guys were, when it, like I said, that late 90s, early 2000, that was, that was my time, right? Maybe my peak. But I was going to Linwood in St. Charles. It was my first year of college when, when Country Grammar hit and you guys were just on fire. So I'd go to these frat parties and everybody would be playing all the Country Grammar, all the St. Lunatics. And then, you know, like I said, we're a little bit south of St. Louis. I'd go to bonfires, a bunch of country bumpkins like we are, and we'd be doing the same thing. You couldn't go anywhere and not hear that song really anywhere in the Midwest and Missouri. Yeah. yeah. That must touch a lot of different style of people. That was part of the appeal, right? That, that you had such a wide variety of fan base. Yeah, variety and complete. The age group was big, too. Yeah. So the kid can ask for the album and a parent would listen to it and agree as well. You said three, three albums in one household, for real. 
I can see that because I was born in 97. So I was growing up and you guys like at, at grandma's barbecue and stuff, playing in the background, having good family times and stuff. And, you know, uh, I really wasn't caught up on the culture until I was like, you know, picking up CDs and the St. Lunatics and stuff and seeing y'all in the batter up music videos and just saying, setting the St. Louis style. So, uh, yeah, it's the culture and a family like tradition of some generations down the line. So and it's still going on well today. Definitely, definitely. Can we talk about the country grammar music video for a second? Shoot. There was a couple cameos on there, and uh, Teron Millett, IBF title holder at the time, was in the music video. How did that, I know he's like lived in St. Louis for some time. How did that connection, how did you guys connect with him? Um, it's not that hard in St. Louis. If you're somebody, <laughs> or you want to be somebody, you show up and introduce yourself, and you go from there. You know, talent represents, I mean, um, respect talent and eagerness. So we invite everybody that we, um, everybody out. And if they're not invited, they still show up. So it don't matter. I'm sure, I'm sure it had something to do with, uh, sharing barbers or something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like someone knowing somebody too, to make sure he was there. And, um, no, we was just proud of everything that was succeeding in St. Louis like that, man. It It was dope. How did the video come together? I guess, first of all, where, what street was it shot on, and how did you guys, did you just tell everybody? Was it word of mouth? Did you, how did you set up the video? Uh, I can't remember. I know it was on, north, it was on the north side. Um, it was on Labity, the street over right off Labity. Yeah. 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 Was, was, you know, we was under the label, so it was, it was a lot of, you know, setting up things for our setup and making sure people knew about it and things of that nature. I think um, the media had something to play with it, but I think it was a radio thing, too. It was all. It was everywhere, man. It was. It was. It was definitely known that that day was going to be the shoot for one of the biggest songs in America right now at this time. Because we didn't shoot it before we dropped it. We shot it when it was on fire in the world. The video was. I mean, everything was on fire. It just needed a video. You don't see a lot of guys that got out and made it like you guys. And even after the Lunatics, you guys were still doing your own thing. So, what would what advice would you guys give to up and coming rappers or even people trying to collab as a group coming out of St. Louis? You know, that's harder to make it out of. It's hard, but it makes it easier. It's hard regardless, but it makes it easier to create a team and uh, everybody be liable for what they're liable for and delegate. Delegating is the, uh, something we learned a little later. But we was doing it on accident, but it's something that's needed if you want to do anything. Put people responsible for what they're responsible for so you can um, put your best foot forward on what you did it and go. It's not even a, a one plus one is two type of thing. It's like energy. Get some fan club build up instead of uh, waiting on somebody. Definitely be friends with people. Like talk. You got to talk. You got to get outside. You got to meet and greet. You got to get people to sit, understand who you are. Then they can understand your music a little easier. If you guys would go back now and you would start all over again with what you know now and what all you guys experienced, would you do things differently this time around? When you guys hit, you guys were so young, and I'm sure, uh, I'm guessing you didn't know, you didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about the record industry and record labels and all that. So do you think you would have a better way, uh, a better plan or a better approach if, if you were hitting now? Yeah, I think it worked. No, nah, I was just saying, I, I think it would change the traje- trajectory of everything if you did know something. You know, you would, you would go in different. Like, if I know the fa- if I know this pitcher pitches fast, 90 miles per hour fastballs, I might be nervous the night before. You know what I'm saying? But when I don't know and I just go and do what I love and do what I do, it kind of rolls smoother. So the more you know, sometimes it, it's, it can be worse because you can be your own critic. You can be your own 
hold back. You know what I'm saying? So I think everything happened how it was supposed to happen. You can't really change it because if we knew something, we would have did it different, probably uh, tuned into a different audience because of it, all that. You know what I'm saying? But how it happened is how it happened, and, and uh, I'm just grateful to be a part of a cold group that, you know, has me still working 24 years later. How was it evolving in your guys' career, working with great people like Jermaine Dupree, Pitt Diddy, and Snoop Dogg? Like, how did they elevate you guys of creativity and motivation to keep going and, you know, what the St. Lunatics was at the time? Um, us, period, we kind of stuck together with our own selves a lot of times in the industry-wise. So I think any influences, it was from watching from afar, more so than, like, getting advice or anything of that nature. It was just, like, seeing, you know, young black men doing like some powerful things in there and at their, at their level and watching them going to the second stage of their career. You know what I'm saying? They was 20 years in, 10 years in by the time we um even met. And then to see them go another 10 and another 10, like, and they still here doing things is like that part is more inspirational than any advice they have given us or just being around them, you know, as much as you guys, bring St. Louis pride, you know, to the message, to the masses and to the listeners. You guys also talk a lot about social issues and especially on your newer albums, you know, and several years ago, St. Louis went through a really rough time, you know, the Ferguson stuff and all that. Do you think we've made any progress in the social issues? And do you think we've healed some as a city since then? Progress is always happening. We always progressing. So definitely, you know, it's what, 10, 10, 13 years later now, almost. And, um, it's going to be a long haul before that type of stuff happens. Yes, it happened in Ferguson. It happened in our uh, homeland. But it's going, on, it's going on all over the world. And it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute before uh, you, you see the full change. But every day, you know what I'm saying? It's like a child. Every day you, it's growing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes you don't see it until you get away. You might go out of town and come back home and be like, oh, my baby's so big. You know what I'm saying? You actually see the growth. So you gotta, we just got to let it grow keep feeding it and um, keep the positive over the negative and, and we, we will be okay because we're progressing every day. And um, St. Louis is in a great space at this moment right now and we just need to keep feeding it. I don't know if you guys are like home here, like reside here or whatever, but when you guys come to the city, like what do you guys take pride in? And like, what do you guys go get the Chinaman? What are you guys diving into them great St. Louis, you know, them great St. Louis ways, you know, that everybody don't have? Yeah, I usually go to a vegan restaurant where we both do to a live band type uh, and go get the grandma <laughs> got to do that got to check in at all times murph you got the album out tell us about second time around this has a this album has the old school hip-hop vibe to it it feels like you're bringing a little bit of the old school back tell us about the new album uh i'm just kind of catering to an audience that um that wants to hear something different and i'm making sure i stay different and you know then what's going on so i can stand out a little bit more you know a lot of a lot of music that's going on are singles dropping and a lot of stuff are like club records and things of that nature. So I try to make sure I take up the space for the other 20 hours of the day. And um, so you can have something to ride to, something to chill to, something to clean to, something to wake up to, something to go to sleep to, something to vibe with, which, which are good good friends and all that, man. And I'm, I'm just a, a walking barbecue, man. Second time around, album was so special to me because... Um, the way I put it together was um, so different. Um, I kind of don't want to give all my sauce away, but it, I definitely did it in a um, dyslexic way, in a backwards manner that I, that I, where I usually don't record like that. So um, I love that experience. It taught me some new things about writing and creating creating records. I got a song called Human Love on there. It's like a, a, a homage to my fans, and it's, it's an amazing record, and it's like one of the best songs I've ever did. 
in my opinion. So I want people to check it out. You can go to newmurf.com or you can text me at 314-408-TICS, and uh, yeah, leave your name and I'll text you right back with the uh, link to the album. Kiwan, I know you're heavily involved in the business aspect of a lot of the stuff where exclusive products and even UMC Media Entertainment. Tell us a little bit about some of the business ventures that you're involved in. Yeah, we have the UC Me, which means you can't make excuses for diving into. Um, we do a lot of promoting. Our object is not to wait on any promoter and go do it ourselves because we understand life. Also, we're into diving into the movies and a lot of production in St. Louis starting this summer. So we're looking forward to that. Definitely. A question for both of you guys. Reflecting on your accomplishments, including selling millions of albums and winning the Grammy, how do you define success as an artist and what goals do you still have for your career going on? Yeah, success is definitely an opinion. It's two witches on. I don't know, man. I never thought about it. I'm still working, so I don't even look at it like that as far as uh, being successful. You know, sometimes when your neighbors say hi, you feel successful or somebody that you don't know know you. That's a good head start for business adventures. So it's not over yet, so it's hard to judge that part for me. We had a great run. I love it, you know, and I, we still moving and grooving, able to work on the weekends, still touching our fans, still able to make music in the studio and still feel like we um got something there. So I, I'm just loving what's going on. I'm loving the future of it. Um, I see big stages, big movies, big big films, big documentaries, and, and, and big moves in the future, Um, a whole lot of philanthropy, things going on to uh, get back to the city. I see a lot of things, man. It's, it's, I really know it's just beginning, especially uh, for uh, You See Me and um, everything, ideas that we have going on is, is really the beginning. Because like you said, when you asked about the business, did we want to know more business back then or, you know what I'm saying, knowing more things back then, we know it now, you know. So that was like a college run for us, and now we got our degrees, and now we're ready to um, have a nice career. You know, I know there's like a lot of different personalities and a lot of uh, people involved with the St. Lunatics. And we're not going to get into to the status of everything now. But what would a St. Lunatics reunion, a full reunion, mean to the city of St. Louis, do you think? And would you be open to it? Uh, definitely open to it. Just um, And that would be the city to, to, to react to that. You know, I would love to be with my brothers and just, you know, do something crazy. 100,000 people in the streets somewhere in St. Louis. Big free concert sponsored up you know i would love something like that so it's just uh, my thinking though and kiwan what about you i'm open to it i'm all about smiling man it's all about starting the peace instead of stopping the violence absolutely we'd be open to it too whiskey and pig music festival three-day music festival you guys are playing on friday july 28th at the shafley bottle works in maplewood missouri we can't wait to be there what can the fans expect out of you guys said you playing some playing some lunatic songs you playing your own stuff uh what can the fans expect a little bit of everything a little bit of everything i'm picking up my outfit right now (laughs) st louis is small but we still do it all yes we do Yes, we do. We're growing big. Bradley Bill's doing big things. Jason Tatum. And uh, it's starting in U-City with you guys. So, like I said, it's growing and fly- flourishing each day. And uh, St. Louis is a great place. Definitely, man. All right, just name out them U-City people, man. <laughs> we appreciate what you did for the city back then and what you guys currently do. You were always uh, the pride ship that you guys had. You know, they kind of say you guys put St. Louis on the map. I'd say between you and the Cardinals and now the Blues and the, the old Rams, uh, that's definitely the case. We got Murphy Lee and Kiwan here. You're going to catch them at Whiskey and Pig Music Fest three-day festival, Friday, July 28th, Shafley Bottle Works in Maplewood, Missouri. We appreciate your time today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, appreciate, you. appreciate you having us, man, taking time out talking to some real ones. It's a Midwest thing.